Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. Hello, hello. Are we back? Again? How many times have we recorded this episode? Strike up the music. It's time to be good. (laughs) The Pennsylvania polka. (laughs) How long have we been on this rock? It's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Wow. Again, here we are. Again, welcome back to the two hundred and fifty thousandth installment of episode thirty of the Good, the Bad, and the Boys podcast. We are your hosts. We are your trapped hosts. Trapped hosts. I'm Taryn. <laughs> trapped hosts. We've done this segment so so many times. I'm Isaac, and uh, this is our Groundhog episode. Yep. It's been viewing this week. What almost? It's been about a year now since since the Roni reached these, That's these right. blessed American shores. The Trump hog, Trump hog saw his shadow, and it is no longer three weeks of lockdown. It is an entire year. It is year a year, lockdown. baby, of reliving the same day yep. over and over again. How have you learned to cope with your perpetual existence? You know, I, I've just been, you know, just absorbing... Some lore, mm. you know, as we do this on this a channel. channel, a lot of Star Wars yep. lore. I'm going through the prequel era, a little Episode One era, Obi Wan and and Qui Gon, the best and their era. adventures in the Legends canon. So you know, just <laughs> just trying to pass the time a little bit. Stuck here in Hollywood, trying to live out my dreams. COVID You're stuck <laughs> in the same day over yes. and over again. <laughs> stuck in the same same day. Yep. That's tough. In the living room. The living room. <laughs> but yes, living the Hollywood dream. But yeah, what about you, Taryn? What have you? What have you come to terms with? <laughs> I started a podcast, so oh, that's did? about how it's going. Wow. Nice. We talk. Yeah, <laughs> we we talk about movies. I don't know if this is episode thirty or just my thirtieth time recording episode one. At this point, I'm just I'm just hitting <laughs> the play button and hoping. I'm with you there, man. And hoping. Wow. Yeah. Different movie comes out. So true. I'm hoping, hoping this is the last day it happens. But Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day. Yeah, this week, you know, we're we're going through the February. I don't know uh, holidays. The blues <laughs> with Valentine's with the the first two weeks, and then I guess we kind of skipped over February second. But fuck February second uh, because we're in a. We're yeah, still reliving the last February because we're 2nd. already in a yeah. It feels like it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're all stuck in this loop, so what better time to, to talk about Groundhog Day than, than this perpetual COVID loop? <laughs> we thought we would uh, start out with 1993's Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, starring Bill Murray, King. Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, which I just finally recognized him after watching a little bit of Shit's Creek. It's <laughs> like, oh, it's a Shit's Creek guy. Yeah, what do you know? Wow. You know, small world. Yeah, this this is a this is an interesting it's movie. A, it's a, it's a very unique one. Bill Murray does pretty good. Yeah, I would say I mean, this might be one of his better roles. I don't know. I would definitely or, say is one of the better ones. If I'm not, trying to think, like just for the script yeah. that it's in, it treats itself yeah. like a slapstick, but there's like <laughs> just some really profound 
Nietzschean thoughts, like sort of overtones across the whole yeah. thing. It gets pretty dark in this movie. It's very philosophical. <laughs> I think he does a good job yeah. with it. Um, he's definitely funny. Oh, the character's sure. definitely got the Bill Murray humor. I was reading yeah. uh, like a behind-the-scenes thing, and I guess originally it was going to be Tom Hanks for the role. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Phil Connors. I think Chevy Chase, too, was considered. Chevy Chase and I think even Michael Keaton. I yeah, think they were yeah, considered Michael Keaton. Because of uh, the director, Harold... Um, Oh, Ramis is it Ramy? Harold Ramis, I think it's pronounced. Harold yeah. Ramis from from Ghostbusters, yep. yeah, Egon himself, which is pretty crazy. I I didn't realize he directed like National Lampoons and yeah, Jack him and, and Bill Murray and those, like, I think Chevy Chase too. They're all part of like their their little like 1980s meme team that they had. I think they started out <laughs> yeah. in, an improv troupe together. And they just sort of blew up. They okay. were on SNL together, I think. They just. Um, went for they did a whole bunch of stuff wow. together. They were yeah. like, yeah, they were like the big comics in the the eighties, early nineties. Unfortunately, that ended yeah, so cool. with Groundhog Day, Ramus and Murray Oof. together. Did you read about that one? Yeah. Their unfortunate breakup that resulted from the film. I, I didn't. Oh no. Didn't, okay. Didn't so apparently, Bill Murray is like the nineteen eighties uh, comedic actor version of Edward Norton. And that they're just a nightmare to work with okay. <laughs> on set. Oh, I think no. it was Chevy Chase Bill Murray, who had why? nicknamed him the Murricane because <laughs> he's just a oh, he's just a meme lord on set. He's really that. Well, I mean, I guess he's a pretty sarcastic asshole. I guess in general, yeah, maybe I don't. Which know. is why That's he was cast I, for this role. This role was like written for him. They're like, who was it? The studio yeah. is it Paramount. I think Columbia, that's what it was. Uh, Columbia wanted Tom Hanks or Michael Keaton, the big, bigger names at the time to do it, but they just didn't fit the role. Like Tom Hanks is, he's Mr. Rogers. You know, he's too nice for that. He could have played. <laughs> yeah, he's too Phil, nice for this uh, sarcastic film. Yeah, Phil Connors. But I mean, Bill Murray, it's just, he like chameleons into the role. He's perfect for it. And uh, it's because <laughs> yeah. he's kind of an asshole in real life too, apparently. But filming went from, I think it was like March of 92 to like June of 92 and it was in Wisconsin. Hmm. So like March Wisconsin is just shithole snow season and then you had Bill Murray being an asshat on set because uh, <laughs> Ramis had done some read rights of the original screenplay written by Danny Rubin um, who wrote it to be a bit more or a bit less of a comedy supposed to be a bit more existential I guess. Oh, from what right, I was reading, yeah. so it was a lot. I saw a little bit of that. There was a clash of ideas. Yeah, so it was a yeah. lot darker. Uh, Ramis um, made it a bit more of a comedy, made it a bit more palatable to audiences. Uh, but Murray wanted, yeah, which I think that was a that was probably a good move, to be honest. Yeah, I like this, I like the the kind of this film is very very dark <laughs> uh, in in terms of concepts and stuff. So it's good that we have a little bit of a. Uh, yeah, where it's a little alleviated. Yeah, I like the, um, that it was kind of a dark with, comedy. With some of that. Bill Murray's suicide montage. Yeah. And he goes on. <laughs> yeah. I know, that was really jarring. It was like, oh, oh. shoot. You, I, I don't think I... Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that just kind of took the fun out of it. I was like, oh, man, yeah, this guy is um, this guy's this suffering. This guy is suffering. Yeah. yeah, it was played for laughs because I guess in the context of the plot, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, mm. So they could get away with it. And it did make for a lot of funny moments in the movie, just his existential dread <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. grappling with that. Yeah. But yeah, but Murray wanted it to be more like Danny Rubin's original script, where it was a lot more of like a dark indie movie. And so they constantly, you know, went back and forth about it and it just got shittier and shittier. And Groundhog Day ended up being their last movie together. 
Uh, the only time their names were ever on the same, <laughs> the same ticket again was for the, I think it was 2006 or 2009, the Ghostbusters video game <laughs> in which they recorded dialogue for oh, it really? separately. Wow. Yep. To th- separately, of course. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, something must have really happened in that, that meeting to just really... <laughs> so it's about someone's... <laughs> Sounds about right. That's how it, that's how it goes. Supposedly, yeah, that's yeah, that's unfortunate. I guess they wrestled they, on yeah, set. That is the ultimate, you know. Or oh, Ramis really? like grappled him. I don't know. Bill Murray has apparently been in like fist fights with Chevy Chase on SNL, like oh. during rehearsals. Because <laughs> oh they're just God. they're like the, Bill Murray. What is they're the boys? You? you know, they were all in that little improv troupe together, and then they're the boys. Yeah. Fame will get you. Yeah. Imagine it when so. when we hit three subscribers, Isaac. I don't doubt that you and I will be fist to cuffing in a waffle house parking lot oh yeah i'm i'm gonna throw you across the table man that's just (laughs) i'm gonna make you eat your least favorite syrup (laughs) in the waffle house (laughs) here's your fame motherfucker that's and it's just french toast (laughs) oh no all right well let's let's hope for that yeah to that make sure uh everyone you uh you, you recommend the boys so we can, mm-hmm. you know, brawl it out when we get famous. So just uh, recommend our podcast. Get us some views. Yeah. If you want to speed up our friendship <laughs> like one of those, meltdown like, UFC fights. and subsequent brawl, be sure to recommend The Good, The Bad, and The Boys to your friends. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll brawl it out. Be like Logan Paul and McGregor or whatever. Logan Paul and McGregor. I think he wants to fight him. Or is it Jake? Oh. And one of them does. Yeah. They okay, should just fight each other, though. I think. Yeah, I agreed. So if you want that, uh, yeah, place your bets it. on who would win <laughs> in the comments place your below. Bets. But only if yeah. you're listening on Apple Podcasts, because none of the other ones allow for comments. But we do have a new Facebook right. group cool. in which you can post whatever you want and start whatever discussions with the boys you want. So let us know who you think would win yeah. in, a, in a contract-induced fist fight between the boys. Yes, <laughs> based off <laughs> only the sounds. Completely real, not staged. Our voices. Yes. Since that's the only thing you guys have right. heard from us <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> you only get the audio. Yeah, you only fight. get the audio. Um. You think because of the sound of my voice, people think I'm like a six foot four, just brolic black man. <laughs> fucking <Chadley>. jacked. <laughs> I got like pit bulls in my yeah. house. Sitting here talking about movies. God. Me, I'm like a nervous, like, like a nervous Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. <laughs> And that's and that's know. why everyone thinks you're gonna win. But you'd be you're wrong. Out. Bring <laughs> it on. Gonna, you're not gonna like me. Underdog. When I'm angry. <laughs> you're not he's just gonna concrete smiley exactly. me in the in the parking lot of a outside Universal Studios. <laughs> it's gonna drown me in the fountain. <laughs> and right. there won't be any consequences because on. we're living a perpetual nightmare. So Groundhog Day. <laughs> what did you think? Exactly. Groundhog Day. Back to the <laughs> reality. All right. Wonderful. Yes. Groundhog Day. I, I really like how this film goes about this type of uh, this type of concept. I don't know. It's kind of a Christmas Carol. It kind of reminds me of. It's like it, it, Bill Murray is a you know miser Scrooge type character that gets a a divine intervention, perhaps you could say, with this timeline. Mm. And the fact that he has the same name as the Groundhog Phil <laughs> himself, you know, and and you know. The whole thing about seeing a shadow, more weeks of winter. Yeah, it kind of is. It really, 
because we see just like the groundhog named Phil in the movie that everyone everyone tries to care about him even before he's stuck in the time yeah. loop. People make like attempts to reach out to him, but he's just so caught up in himself that he really doesn't notice. And so even when all the attention's on him, he still wants more. He's just too self-centered to see otherwise. I don't know if the groundhog yeah. itself has the same philosophical flaws. It's uh, left to interpretation by the <laughs> right. audience. But yeah, Murray for sure is, is in his own yeah. way in this movie. That was something the writer Ruben wanted to explore. Uh, he was inspired by, by vampire movies, actually. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was like, vampire what movies. if... Uh, wow. In an interview, he's discussing, he's like, what if a regular person didn't have to live by the normal rules? What if they were, you know, if they could live forever? Not like a vampire who they can mm. live forever, but they're vampires. So they got nice. their own thing going on. Just a regular guy who could, who's immortal. Uh, could they change? Could they overcome their own flaws? And the Groundhog Day premise with the time loop was just him sort of going back and forth himself about ideas of how do we make it seem as though a person is immortal? Um, with the world yeah. that sort of like just connects to the themes of their arc. Oh, definitely. And I mean, that's like one of the first uh, things that Bill Murray recognizes. No consequences. Yep, no con. And that's the first thing he goes goes wild. He really it. does when he figures out kind of what's going on. He's like, "Fuck it, we can do yeah. whatever we want. We can do whatever." And yeah, it's it's a interesting concept of like yeah the human condition. Um, yeah, what it, what it means to live forever. You know, and it has the whole thing at the end of like not, you know, taking life for granted and, you know, seeing things in a different, different way, different perspective, mm -hmm. just kind of not taking for granted what's around you and, you know, to stay invested in what you have. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and, you know, that's kind of what ultimately saves him at the end is that realization. And he has his, uh, I guess coming to Jesus moment <laughs> like Scrooge does As, at the yep. end and so it's uh it's cool. It's a it's a very hopeful tone at the end which is nice because we kind of need that with how awful It definitely <laughs> contradicts the the implied tone of the rest of the movie, the rather hopeless atmosphere <laughs> it presents. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just great that it it you you can find the positivity during that situation, and just the reason why he's technically stuck in that loop is because yeah he's he doesn't appreciate what's around him who who he's with, and so it's it's a nice little added morale themes I guess, um, which is nice. You you have a good feeling after watching Groundhog Day. Which is good, you know. I I think when I first watched Groundhog Day, I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be a depressing movie. Who knows how it's gonna end?" Thought he'd just be stuck there forever, but you know, there's there's something behind it. You know, there's a goal that he has in mind. Yeah, like even at the end, like he's like saved the town. He's like become the guardian of this town. He's like fixed all of its flaws, <laughs> and everyone loves him. And yep. <laughs> You know, then then he gets to really know, you know, the love interest, Rita, and really understand who she is as a person. And he ultimately finds actual love for her. And, you know, it's good. It's a it's a good feeling. It's a it's a good takeaway from, yeah, the hopeless misery. Yeah. And suicide inducing concepts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I 
I, I love it's that. Certainly, I, I, I think that's why I like that there was a little bit of a divide with how they wanted to go in terms of... Like, like tonally? <laughs> Shoot, wow. I am... Yeah, tones. That's what I'm thinking of. Tones. Mm. Wow. Uh, tones, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I think I'm glad that there was a little bit of a clash of tones, that we could have a little bit more of that balance and a little bit more of that hopefulness versus the hopelessness. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that was good. Originally, I was looking in Ruben's original drafter and one of the subsequent rewrites that him and Ramis were going back and forth with. Uh, he never escapes mm-hmm. the <laughs> the groundhog. Oh really? Yeah, he, um, wow. Guess who's it? Who's the, the cast here? The uh, Rita, Rita's character. Um, while they do find uh-huh. a genuine connection with each other, it originally ends that she also gets trapped in the time loop. Oh, in the same <laughs> yep, loop. Yep, and they're oh, just in no. it together. Which I I kind of like that premise too. That was explored more in what was it like 2017, 2018's um Palm Springs with the Andy Sandberg one that was on Hulu. Okay. That is also a a very good movie about being trapped in a time loop it's also a comedy it's a well perhaps we will we'll definitely have to perhaps we will review that next week that's true we will have to look into that one look out for that that one uh it gets a little darker with it premises it focuses a little more on like the nihilistic aspects like really just accepting the failure and futility of trying to escape rather than setting other alternate goals for Uh, yourself and trying to find meaning anyway and I could see what Ruben was going for with that interpretation and that ending. Uh, it was very, oh, fuck, I'm going to botch this name. Frederick Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Frederick. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know who Frederick Nietzsche is, he's a, he's a big nihilist. He was um, like a philosopher, a poet in like the mid-19th century. Um. And he was all about nihilism okay. and just like the the futility of life, really, and just like how small we really are and how nothing matters. And it kind of yeah. is that's a big war games uh, yeah <laughs> theme, I guess. Yeah, futility. That was the whole idea of the the computer. <laughs> yeah, the, the futility up. of it all, and just kind of coming to terms with that. And um, a lot of his works were are paired with. Um, like Marcus Aurelius and thoughts of stoicism and whatnot, and just sort of accepting the things that you can and can't control. Uh, a quote from him in, in his description of nihilism is he says, A nihilist is a man who judges the real world ought not, who judges that the real world ought not to be and that the world that is ought to does not exist. According to this view, that our existence, such as action, suffering, Oof. willing, feeling, has no meaning. And this, in vain, is the nihilist pathos <laughs> and inconsistency. Wow. And is the inconsistency of nihilism that I think fits really well with the concept of Groundhog Day and that this world he live in, no yeah. matter what he does, it doesn't matter. It, nothing in the world he can change, really. Uh, right. And in Nietzsche, a lot, while his stuff was very depressing <laughs> to look at, he said things like, like just trying to establish human connection a lot for him was through things like art and poetry and just sort of sort of expressing this this mutual existential suffering that we are all forced to share since we all live as tiny grains of sand in the same world uh that's what really changes yeah. it is the mutual understanding of that and so i 
both like the idea of them both being trapped in the time loop together, but also how this ending, where he does finally learn how to make a meaningful connection with someone, is what gets him out of it. Thoughts on that? I I actually do prefer just this movie ending. I I just feel like it wouldn't be such a like classic family. It is rated PG. <laughs> yeah, it is rated PG. Right. Yeah. I I just think um, just with how the comedy is and just like kind of the pacing of the movie and whatnot, I do. I I feel like it should end the way it did. But if we wanted to explore, yeah, what the the philosopher you mentioned. If we wanted to explore more of that, um, I I just think it needs to be like kind of in in a different setting or a different. Um, yeah, a, a different movie, which is what Palm Springs. Yeah, does. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind exploring both. Yeah, like different different sides sides and aspects to this mm-hmm. these ideas. Yeah, so maybe we'll we'll get to see more of that yeah. in Palm Springs. While this movie does week. touch on notes of Nietzsche, uh, the trials of like Sisyphus, the guy who always had to push the boulder up the mountain and roll down on him and you know thoughts of like failure and stuff like that it is more the writer danny rubin trying to answer his own question like if given an unlimited amount of time could an unchangeable person change for Mm -hmm. the better he he had this theory that that uh you know bad people like um like phil connor's is at the beginning of this movie uh you know that for them just one lifetime isn't enough time to mature so he has to live they just got to live a little longer and ex- oh, see, yeah. to see things from a new perspective. Yeah. How long do you think he spent okay, yeah. in the time loop? Because I was reading interviews I, and whatnot, and there's a whole bunch of different numbers that got thrown out. Yeah, there is. Uh, I, I'm going with his, I think I think it was originally written in the script. I'm going with the 10,000 years. 10,000 <laughs> years. That was one that I saw. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, And I mean, I, gosh, it could be more or less. Yeah. Um, I think ten thousand is a good number, though, just because, man. Yeah, that's that's like multiple. I mean, centuries, and you know, just thinking about living the same day for ten thousand. Three hundred and sixty-five, like, but uh, multiplied by ten thousand. Ten thousand. It's like what? <laughs> what does that turn out to be? <laughs> that's that's a loop. What is that like? Three million years or something? Thirty million days? Thirty million yeah, days? For three million days? Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah, that's that's a lot of time to think about yourself, a lot of time to think about um, what life means, and yeah, seeing all the details in life, yeah. you know, things that you might have missed. It does kind of nod it. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm thinking with all the random skills he learns, he becomes like a master pianist and ice sculptor. Just <laughs> weird. Exactly, like that. and he's got the timings down for you know every every event that's yep. happening. Like he's just he's got it down. To every a person. For ten thousand years, town. he'll definitely understand. Yeah, <laughs> he knows their day. Yeah, exactly. And he just like becomes a guardian. He becomes like the 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 gatekeeper of all these people and their events. The Tom Bombadil. This, this one day of February second. Yeah, Tom Bombadil. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, that's 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 the number I'm going with. I yeah. I, ten thousand. I, I think that was originally written in the script, and uh, you know I, I'm sure that's what the writer's intention was to have it be ten thousand years. So I'm going with ten thousand. I nice. I agree. I'd say ten thousand years. I heard people say like eight years, six months, forty to eighty years. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just not as fun. Ten thousand years trapped in no in fucking. Pennsylvania Groundhog Day. <laughs> Pennsylvania, yeah. 
I think there was some concepts too that the director wanted to um, look into, like how far he could get outside of uh, Puxatani without oh. like going back into the loop. They kind of um, established kind of that, uh, and you know, before he was technically stuck in the time loop, that the blizzard has them all sort of trapped in town, and oh, it sort of true. adds to it. Yeah, his, it kind of confines them. Yeah, his to, claustrophobia. Yeah, all the roads are closed. And in everything. his least favorite place, yeah. not only trapped, so he is confined just in this town. <laughs> but in a time loop in this town for 10,000 years. Yeah. Yep. That's tough. It, that's, that's rough. That's a rough time. That's a rough time. <laughs> but you know, if I ever was stuck in a time loop, I think that would give me all the time in the world to learn all I know about my Star yep, Wars Yep, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> all, every, I'd be a, a Star Wars oh, master. Wait, you and I should I find a way ready. to get ourselves <laughs> trapped in a time loop so we can master all lore, and then when we come out, we'll be the all greatest lore. podcast in the world. We we would we would we would sail. Wow. Well, I'm gonna check some blizzards. Check um, some blizzards. I'm gonna see, learn some astrophysics real them. quick. <laughs> Just get the, the jump start on that. <laughs> Did you see? We may have Amazing. discovered a path to the fourth dimension through dark matter. Oh really? I, don't, I mean, I couldn't oh, be fucked to okay. read it, but I saw an article <laughs> that yeah. I kind of read and didn't really get. <laughs> yeah. I... I think our friend Landon, he really got into a lot of this. Uh, a lot of we these should, we should, we should get our philosopher friend on the show to talk about. I know we really nihilism. <laughs> Maybe for the Palm Springs episode. Nihilism. Nihilism. Stoicism. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, we can get Landon on. That'd be cool. That would be cool. But otherwise, I don't know. Did you like the other performances? I thought they were all pretty good. Yeah, I thought they were good. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think it might be maybe due to dialogue reasons but i i don't know um i i think some of the line delivery is slightly jarring was that in the in the extras or in murray's character i thought bill murray did a great job it all felt very natural this aligned oh, perfectly yeah. with his humor no no it, it was it was all natural yeah it was all natural um i i just think it's like something like that slapstick uh, dialogue humor or you know it's like the one-liners that's like slight. It's 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 just a slight nitpick. <laughs> I, I think I think it's totally fine. Mm. But like I I could just tell him like oh yeah all right this is, you know this is a little elevated dialogue I I suppose maybe elevated comedic dialogue that may have had um, something to but do. I, I mean they all did great. Yeah, with just the script rewrites yeah. and trying to make this like a dark Probably. comedy. It's I'm sure the the puns and the one liners weren't a part of the original script. Those were all. Harold Ramis's no, editions, yeah, uh, most of which, right? And I'm glad they're yeah, in there. Bill Murray Again, didn't want to it, do, you know. It contrasts, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He wanted this, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, and I, I, I'm glad that again with the, with the comedic humor, it's it's definitely what you need for this type of movie. But like, yeah, there there was just some moments I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a that's a funny dialogue moment, you know. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I thought Bill Murray did great. Even Rita was a great. They had great chemistry it, there at the towards the end when they were figuring each other out. His, and, his time spent trying to woo her and getting slapped for ten thousand years in a row. Yep, <laughs> slapped. Yeah, ten thousand, ten thousand times, probably. But yeah, yeah, I think it's great. It's it's definitely a classic. You know, it's it's what we all grew up with. You know, it's a. It's a thing that was like always. A, it was a movie that was always on TV, <laughs> growing up. Um, so, 
Yeah, it's cool. And it's cool to have a Groundhog movie to, to watch every February 2nd. Yeah, finally. Something based off. Just like our, you know, just like National Lamp Groundhog Day. You know, we can watch that every holiday, Christmas. Yeah. And, yeah. I think there may be right. an 80s slasher monster movie based off Groundhog Day that we really? should watch because I think it's really bad. Ooh. <laughs> bust, okay. out, bust out that one. All right. All right. We should, should dive into that. But yeah, I think every That's, facet of this movie yeah. was done very well. Um, especially yeah is a good is is definitely a cult classic although it was it was very successful when it first launched it made what like 70 million dollars at the box office or something yeah 70 oh, yeah. million on a budget of i'm sure you know it's bill murray's name it's yeah it's you know, bill it's murray harold, harold ramus they're you like know, the it, biggest names in comedy at the time yeah and then it also just had this great script by danny rubin who i guess he went to i forget what it was it was like columbia or some some ridiculous school <laughs> He's a very smart dude. Yeah, uh, Northwestern. If he's writing this type of material and this type of philosophy, like he's smart. Um, yeah, yeah. So and that translated well, <laughs> I think. And there was a lot of I, I loved the monotonous like repetition, just of everything, all the events happening, even the the sound cues, just like that polka song or, you know, the the alarm yep. clock. You know, the I got you, babe. You know, it's like it's and and the announcers talking about the same thing over Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is is this Miami Beach? Hardly. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a funny. It adds to the yeah humor. the repetition of it all. It certainly helps. The repetition. It's it's a good. Yeah, like put put it into context exactly what the main character is going through. Also, like the cuts, you know, with the slapping, how the framing of that is always very similar. Yeah, very similar, and how it's the same whenever he repeats yeah. events. It's always very similar takes framed it's coming in, kind of yeah. the same. <laughs> It helps just, yeah, it all just adds. Exactly. This no, those are, those are funny moments. Insanity yeah. inducing repetition. And we're only watching it for like an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. This guy's been doing it for 10,000 years. Exactly. Yeah. And whenever I watch this movie, I, yeah, it, you kind of get a little anxious. You're like, oh man, <laughs> this would suck. You know, just thinking about it. You're like, oh, you're like, oh no, what if I was trapped gosh, in a time loop? I can't imagine. And then I look outside and I realize it's yeah. been a year since the last time I left the state of Colorado. And I was like, oh yeah, I am <laughs> yeah. in a time loop. This is hell. It's been a year since I left my apartment. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I don't know. I, maybe we should go into some theories though. Ooh, what theories do you have? How did the Groundhog Day start? I guess in the script, the original one, Ruben and, and Ramis, Ramis, I don't fucking know how to pronounce it, had tossed around ideas. How did he get stuck in the time loop? Uh, and while mm. they did come up with an answer, they never shared it with the public, and they buried it so deep in production that they oh, knew really? they'd never film it. So it's never really explained wow. how exactly he gets stuck in the time loop. It's more just sort of thrown in with the themes of the movie, like we talked about with those those Nietzschean ideas and, and finding human connection is what gets him out of it. But like scientifically or divinely, what do you think happened? Theory crafting. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm going with the scientific side of things. Uh, it, it is interlaced with morale, but I am going to go with it was a... It was a more scientific um, accident, Ooh. in my opinion, just interlaced with the human condition and uh, our perception of life and morals and and stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking perhaps you know I'm trying to think of like weather terms and stuff. But you know I I just think with the whole atmosphere um, surrounding this blizzard, I think there was just like a super induced ionic charge 
and it just it it uh, it was so strong that it got down to like the quantum level, and it just centered around Bill. Ah, uh, yes. And he happened to be a weatherman, but <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. That, I guess that's as far as my theory uh, yes, goes. It's just a, a weird phenomenon, legendary, uh, a, a weird astrological phenomenon. Punxsutawney super collider that they have <laughs> must have been an accident with that. <gasps> the super collider. Super collider. <laughs> Fourth. That makes sense. That's nice and all, but. Fourth dimensional. Science has no place here, Isaac. It is obvious that Bill oh, Murray, shit. back in 1980, in during Caddyshack, when he tried to fuck on that gopher, obviously pissed off the rat god. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. And so. The groundhog his, uh, god? The hog yes, god? Yes, the, the, the rodent deity. Uh, and through the rodent his, ra- his groundhog, I don't know, like slave wizard who conveniently is the same name as Phil in the movie, has cursed him to live in an (laughs) infinite time loop where they must battle to the death. Uh, Fun fact about the movie, uh, the groundhog isn't actually the groundhog that they use in the Groundhog Day celebration because the inner circle, all those old white dudes in top hats who go like jerk off the groundhog or whatever, were butthurt that filming didn't actually take place in Puxa, Towny, whatever. Um, it was filmed in, I think, Wisconsin. Yeah, or no, Woodstock, Illinois. <laughs> That's where it was filmed. Okay. And so they were butthurt that it wasn't Woodstock, filmed in the Illinois. actual hometown. So they were like, "Well, you don't get the real groundhog." Oh, so they got a, they got a, a, a this, you know, the the understudy groundhog. His name was like Scooter or something. And apparently, he bit Bill Murray like a fuck ton mm. of times during filming. So Bill Murray and <laughs> oh, rodents obviously do not get along. I look forward to the third installment of this trilogy in which Bill Murray goes to kill the rat god and must fight like his capybara wow. gatekeeper. Oh, That's shit. my theory. Is this, is this like an astral plane? Yeah, as they go, yeah, they pull like some legion like the, shit. The shadow king, the groundhog king versus <laughs> yes, Bill The Murray. rodent king and wow. Bill Murray will have one Amazing. final standoff and a fate for all wow. of time. Do you know who will emerge? Space. I, I don't know. It's kind of like Godzilla versus Kong, in which you know, they, they're kind of setting it up <laughs> to be a bit of a stalemate. Although okay. they did say there will be a definitive winner in that movie, and I hope the same can be true about oh, really? Bill Murray versus the Rat King. Yeah. Who do you think will win in Godzilla you know, maybe, versus Kong, Isaac? You know, I'm Godzilla versus Kong. I am monkey gang. Monkey gang, gang way, baby. Underdog. Big monkey. Fuck that. Those monkey Zillatards don't know what they're talking against the radioactive about. monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking monkey. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Laser him? I don't think so. Yeah. Come on. No, no. That's, that's just not, not scientifically. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, anyway, that's my Groundhog Day theory. Ridiculous notion. the Rat King. Yeah. Do you think Bill Murray will usurp the Rodent King himself and become the 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 deity of Groundhog, of Groundhog Day? Day? And live eternally? Yes, the Lord of Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lord of Time. Perhaps maybe Bill Murray misses the time loop, and he's just so enamored, and he wants it back. You know, he's like, he's like, shoot, you know what? He's yeah, like, oh, shit. I actually kind of do like this old. idea of eternal life. Take me back to the time loop. I'm getting old. I don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I guess if the movie, <laughs> the the movie about you know uh, learning to appreciate the things that don't last. Uh, I guess, I don't know, if I was stuck in a time loop I would cert- for 10,000 years, I would certainly begin to take life for granted. 
Like, what if you're on the last day of the time <laughs> loop, but you don't know it? And, True. you know, at that point, yeah, exactly. like, why would you even bother going to sleep? Like, if I was immortal and living in a time loop for 10,000 years and I had insomnia or something, I wouldn't just fucking take sleeping pills. That's boring. I'd go, like, jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> like, all right, see you in the morning. Yeah. But if it's the last day, see I don't morning. know it's the last day. <laughs> see you same time. And then I just die there. Yeah. <laughs> I just go run. For, same time next know, morning. Same time next morning. Good night. Have a nice warm glass of milk, some cookies. I mean, I God, the side effects uh, of that, that probably had to have on him. I wouldn't even bother brushing my teeth anymore because I know I'm just going to wake up oh, no, you wouldn't with have toothbrush to. from the previous night. So what's the point? Yeah. Which I think that's what Bill Murray was talking about, too. He just had like a plate, just, you know, just a table filled with just all these diner food. And he's just like, ah, I don't have to floss anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was the one lady's like, aren't you worried about your, about your cholesterol? He's like, no. <laughs> Like, I think there's some nope. <laughs> serious side effects that come out of living in a time loop for 10,000 years and just coming out of that one day. It really is, yeah. You know, I'm... Yeah. Do you, do you think this movie uh, correctly depicts the human condition after all this, the psychological turmoil it takes and the toll? Do you think this movie really grasps? Um, I kind of like it did. It sort of played through the five stages of grief. Is how it did. At first, he was in denial. He mm. tried to figure it out and and overcome it. Yeah. Um, what was it? There are parts I forget exactly what order it goes in, but what is it? There's, there's just denial. There's anger. There's there's bargaining. He like prays to God. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> depression. There is the fun suicide montage, and eventually he does just sort yeah. of accept yeah. it, like it is what it is. Yeah, and his acceptance. And he lives yeah. like that. So, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of like how they did it. I mean, of mm. course, I have the weird nitpicks yeah. of consequences. Like, you come out of a 10,000-year time loot, are you ever going to be wearing a seatbelt <laughs> again? Imagine you wake up the next day, you're just yeah, so true. excited to finally be free. You go for a yeah. drive. You haven't worn a seatbelt in 10,000 years. Why would you think to? <laughs> and then you just get rear-ended yeah. and snap your fucking neck. And now you live as like a paraplegic for the rest of your oh, life the day out of you, after you get out of the time loop. Like, what's, what's oh, going to happen shit. there? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I that's, but, you know, the movie doesn't go too far past his time loop experience. So, you know, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And say that if it did, it would have explored those things. But that's not as interesting as Bill Murray in a time loop kidnapping a groundhog and driving it into a ravine <laughs> yeah that was a pretty funny <laughs> sequence you have to have a car chase sequence a car chase. Oh, he's just on the railroad Solid. tracks like just drunk as he's, shit he's, he's just trying to <laughs> yeah he's the most ruthless way to kill a groundhog he's just doing it <laughs> can't take any risks just gotta gotta end it yep so funny okay. anything else yeah. on groundhog day well, I think that'll do it until we do it tomorrow. Until we, again, yep. same segment. Until we record again tomorrow. See you guys then. If you guys have uh, any any advice of how to you know get out of time loops, uh, let yeah, us know. Guys... Um, we're going on our thirty second uh, you know episode um, of the same episode. Yeah. If any of you guys know anything about astrophysics uh, and want to explain time loops to me or that theory about dark matter leading to the fifth dimension you can hit us up on the good the bad and the boys facebook page we got a new group in there uh Let's feel free to join i'm pretty sure it's open i'm a bit of a boomer so i don't know if i figured it out but i'm like 90 percent certain it's open <laughs> to join 
And you can post whatever you want there, talk shop about movies, recommend things for us to review, explain astrophysics, explain why I would kick Isaac's ass in a fight. Um, Anything you guys (laughs) want to talk about, we are open. Or just comment on any one of our social media posts. Let us know. Give us some theories of Groundhog Day, anything we missed with this movie. Just let us but know. Links to all our social media is in the description of this episode. You can find us on Instagram at T-G-A-B-A-T-B. Whatever the abbreviation for the Good, the Bad, and the Boys is. I think it was too many A's. I don't know. You can also find me on Isaac's Smut page. I run that. It's up on OnlyFans. And yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Sounds good. And tune in uh tune in Thursday. I'm gonna continue this uh idea of time loops and groundhog yep, day. With a much shittier version and of ideas a shittier and version. The very of a shitty version, version of Groundhog Day. <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Netflix special uh naked. Naked. Arlen Wayne's. Oh god. Exactly what you expect out of a You know, I, I hope we're naked, stuck in a fucking so. time. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.